I really wish you could all see what I could see <laughs> just during that little countdown there. Uh, half of tonight's panellists were raving away um, and it was a joy to behold everyone looking so happy. Welcome to Friday's edition of Fools Rush In. It's been a little bit damp today. Um, I, I understand it's been just as wet in the southwest as it has here in the East Midlands, if not more so. Um, I, I start with a with a sort of precautionary apology. Um, I do get the occasional flash that maybe my Wi-Fi isn't as strong as it could be in these weather conditions. So uh, if things do go completely to pot, um, then blame Sky and Mother Nature. They just couldn't cope with each other. Um, and also some good news. I, I know a few of our, our regular viewers and listeners have been sending messages of late asking me, how Ned is, where's Ned, we miss Ned, etc, etc. I'm pleased to tell you, um, I have spoken to Ned recently. He is doing fine. He's very well. Um, obviously, last time he was on, he was telling everyone about his new job. And it's just taking up a, a lot of his hours at the minute. And uh, Fools isn't necessarily at the most social time for everybody, uh, which is why he's not been on for a while. But he's, uh, he's still fairly active in the FRI WhatsApp group. And, uh, and he sends his hellos to everyone. Um, as always, um, our X notifications are open should you wish to get involved in the chat there, or we would highly advise uh, getting over to either Facebook Live or the home of FRI, the YouTube live stream, uh, and get involved in tonight's discussion. Before we say hello to tonight's panel, and we have to be quick with one of them because he'll be disappearing in roughly 27 minutes, uh, let's roll the titles. giving the young man maximum possible screen time. Your eyes do not deceive you. He is here when there is not uh, some form of special guest on. Evening, Kieran. And uh, he's lost all ability to talk on a mic. It's been that long. He's forgotten how to set it up. Uh, Kieran, is your mic working? No. Superb. No. <laughs> Excellent start. You fix it. Oh, we'll bring... There we go. The mute button on the mic was on. It's not my laptop. It's always on. <laughs> yeah, Shambles. Thank you. How are you, Fifey? Yeah, really. Do you really not think it's a bit harsh on Jake from Salford as well? You're not calling him a special guest. Like... Uh, well, he's more of a friend than a special guest these <laughs> days. True. 
Um, it's been a long time since you've been on FRI. Uh, how, how have you been? Obviously, anyone following your socials would have seen you've been busy with your own music and basically stalking busted up and down the country. Stalking's a bit harsh. Like it's paid. Well, it's weird if you're paid stalking. I suppose they like they they invite it because they do put shows on. They invite people coming to the show. They do. I mean, I'm not suggesting you've gone full Holly Willoughby style stalking yet. But <laughs> it's probably not far off. Uh, I no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do a whole kidnap plot. I wouldn't pay anyone to like kidnap anyone. Just put that out there in case that like, in case any of them do go <laughs> missing suddenly and they're knocking on my door first tomorrow or something. But yeah, be watching busted my own music and work and the joys of adult life but come and spend time with my favorite footballing podcast um and get them rant about swindon <laughs> a footballing podcast i must say who defied all logic despite the fact that on a daily basis particularly me and any member of the regulars can have a, a long and heated debate about football had a very calm measured and concise discussion about politics today with nobody getting aggy <clears throat> strange bit it's the weather it's, like, everyone's just getting along because it's raining and they've got no, they don't want to <laughs> <laughs> someone's going to float away <laughs> Mike says isn't that the bloke busted met at the services that's right they were <laughs> delighted to find someone from their favourite footballing podcast at it the was services. Nice, it's nice for them to come up and ask for a photo with a fan <laughs> obviously they said they, they really listened to they've listened to all my music and they, they listened to the podcast and they were delighted to meet me and they asked me for a photo obviously so I was obviously happy to oblige for them um, they said it was the, the best best part of their whole tour that they got to, to meet one of us. So <laughs> they're very happy. Um, and they said they will no doubt be watching from afar. <laughs> Without question. Well, good evening to the Busted Boys, uh, <laughs> who I'm sure are watching on. We need uh, an Out of Context Fools page, because like that would be a perfect <laughs> clip on there. Good evening to the Busted Boys. No one has a clue what's going on. Well, uh, when it comes to Out of Context stuff, I was at the cinema this week and I watched the new Some Otherhood film. And ah, oh, priceless, uh, absolute <laughs> chaos of a film. It's let let me. It's not going to win any Oscars, but it tickled me on Wednesday night. It really yeah. did. Uh, let's get some more panelists on, shall we? Uh, you mentioned you had your pictures taken with Busted. Let's get uh, let's get a man who's not uh, shy of a picture or two in his time. <laughs> good evening, Nick. Oh, good evening, Fifey. Hi, Kieran. How How's your week been? Uh yeah, good. Yeah, fairly, fairly quiet. Um, didn't have the worst of the weather today, so it wasn't as bad as I expected. So I managed to do a couple of dog walks without getting absolutely soaked. So, yeah, that's all good. Excellent, excellent. And uh, you were on Absolute Football Pod last night as well? Yeah, yeah, I had a good uh, good night on that, seeing where uh, a fellow podster, Claire, has been all over the country. So I don't know if you've seen it, but it's quite a funny little segment. So, uh, yes, it's, yeah, it's good. Enjoy it. And uh, I appreciate uh, whoever is running the admin there also sharing out tonight's episode. It's nice that podcasts can come together and share each other's content. It doesn't have to be turf wars all the time. No, of course not. We're just a friendly bunch and uh, we're all happy to get along together. Like oh. for some reason, our WhatsApp group was really strange today and I'm glad I missed most of it. And uh, <laughs> as I said, I'm glad I won't be around for a lot of what's coming. So uh, I've told you, you've got another 30 years. God, in no. God Although no. Uh, to, to the watching public, you'll be delighted to know Nick has given permission 
for FRI to live stream his funeral whenever yeah. that yeah. should be. Uh, yeah. That should be. 100%. You, you can be uh, <laughs> coffin bearers if you like. That's very kind. Very kind. Well, uh, well, that you know, depending on who, because there's some varying heights amongst the fools group, so uh, it could be true. difficult to carry. You need to make sure you get four to six tall ones or the shorter ones. Four yeah, six, we only need two of us. You'd be in a shoebox. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs> I probably what? will because they're going to burn me anyway, so it will be. <laughs> God, oh. this is this has gone a bit uh, bad at the start, hasn't right. it? Jeez, <laughs> I'm still what? about. I'm all right for. I'm all right for a few more. No, 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 <laughs> stop it. That's I've decided that's going to be tonight's opening question. Kieran, buried or cremated? Oh, cremated all day long. Been taken wherever you are. I don't be stuck in one place. Uh, <laughs> anywhere in particular, you want your ashes scattered? Nah, anywhere. Just not the county ground. <laughs> somehow they'll start charging people for that. I reckon Clem and his money making ways. <laughs> 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 Charging you to have your ashes scattered. Well, not you to be dead, but somewhat your family. Uh, so, Nick, you're saying you're getting burnt up when the time comes? Are you getting yeah. scattered anywhere in particular? Or are you staying in a jar to haunt people? Oh, oh God, no. <laughs> no, no I, I don't know. I'll leave, the, I'll leave the kids to decide they can do what they like with them because I won't give a shit. So, that's fine. <laughs> Superb stuff. Well, on this happy, cheery note, <laughs> yeah. uh, let's bring on some more panellists, shall we? Yeah. And find out whether he's being buried or cremated. Evening, Woody. Evening, evening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still laughing at the fact of uh, people carrying Nick in a coffin. And all I could think of was, you know, like in America, they get like those stilts to lean the coffin slowly into the ground. <laughs> all we would need is just say, right, Ben, Ned, stand up. <laughs> <laughs> Slide into the green. <laughs> um, oh, I don't know. Just chuck me overboard. Um, <laughs> um, I know, but I know it's flooded in Sweden. My dad said he wants to be scattered overseas, so because he's ex-mariner. But the um, yeah, I think I think I don't know. Probably cremated. I don't really like the idea of people coming up to my grave every time. You know, because you know that saying. It feels like someone's just walked over my grave. I don't want to actually feel feel like what it actually feels like for somebody to walk over your grave. So uh, yeah, I don't think you'll be I feeling. Don't, much, I don't. Right? I don't like that feeling. So well, how do they know? How do you know? <laughs> how do you know? You don't know what it's somebody like. To knows, be there, you know. Somebody knows somewhere. Um, yeah. No. I'd, uh, yeah. I'd probably say cremated. Although you. Um, I think the rest would probably bury. As long as I got a headstone that says "Here lies a legend," um, or "Here." Here's the dust of a legend, or something like that. It'll be, it'll Here lies the oracle. Here lies the oracle of women's football. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just a picture of uh, just a picture of me and uh, me and Emma Hayes or something. Photoshop. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is FRI at his best. Make it up as we go. I've got an interesting boot tonight, Fifey. I've got this like free subscription to Beer Fifty Two or whatever it's called. I don't know if anybody's seen it. Let me guess, you get a free beer every week. Well, initially, you have to pay for a subscription, but I just got it free, and I've got, like, nine beers, cans of beer, just, like, little random ones, and it's part of Oktoberfest. Okay. The one's called Dunkel's Bock Beer. Um, It's a dark version of wheat bock beer using crystal malts as brewed traditionally in autumn in Bavaria. And I have to say, it's very, very nice. So if Ad Astra would like to send me any... um, any more of these, um, get in touch with the Fools Rush In account and we'll give you my address because it's actually a very nice beer and I'm a bit disappointed I've only got one can of it. 
And on a day where someone was asking me uh, away from Fools Rush In uh, about sponsorships and stuff for podcasts, what a way to plug, <laughs> completely <laughs> unknown. I was thinking of this the other day when I first got the Beer 52. I went, I'll tell you what, let's get it sponsored by Beer 52. And then on every podcast, I'll just try a new beer. <laughs> and tell, and tell every, if I have to, for the good of the podcast, <laughs> yeah. I'll try a new beer. <laughs> In the interest of balance and uh, audience participation, please drink responsibly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, only, yeah, you can drink as much as you want as long as you recycle. That's my responsibility. Uh, given that he is distracted with things in the background, would now be the perfect time to bring Ben on? Yes. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Even you just missed it. My, my dad's just been up, upstairs in, in the ceiling getting the, getting the mouse trap out. She's got a mouse. <laughs> Standard Friday night activities. Yeah, as you do. So he's just, yeah, we've got a humane mousetrap. We've got mice in the ceiling. And he's sat for mousetrap. He's just caught another mouse. <laughs> you nearly got him. There you go. Uh, ben, are you being buried or cremated? Oh, uh, do you know what? I, I, I'd like a thought of a, two, like, a little headstone. You know, You're going to say a tomb then, wouldn't you? Yeah, <laughs> more of a tomb, yeah, but no, uh, no. But I'll, I'll probably, I'll probably will get from it because I, I don't, I don't, I don't fancy being worm food really. So um, yeah, no, I'll, I'll probably will get cremated, and it saves space as well, doesn't it? Really. So um, yeah, but I don't know what happened to my ashes after. I've not given it too much thought. So Nick, as we talk about the Nick's mortality, you imagine the the ladies of Swindon, the female procession, all in black, that would follow. You know, it would greet the head of all these mourning women and all these other strange children that will come with them as well that look suspiciously like Nick. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Absolutely mental. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on? (laughs) He picked it though. I can, yeah, I can. Uh, I was going to say something that that might not have gone down well with some people, so I'll leave it there. But uh, but yes, I can I can picture it, Ben. Yes. Yeah. Oh dear me, dear me indeed. Um, apart from the five of us fools regulars, uh, we do have someone else waiting in the background, and uh, we always like to say we give balance when we have these discussions. So it's only fair that for every five Swindon fans. There is one Salford fan. Uh, delighted to welcome back uh, to FRI, young Jake. How are you, Jake? You okay? Good. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks for joining us this evening. That's no a good ratio, that, isn't it? One, one Salford fan, five uh, Swindon fans. <laughs> I thought <laughs> you were you putting a boot in there, Was that a sly subtle dig? <laughs> By Swindon, the one Salford. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> um, Jake, I won't ask you whether you're being buried or cremated because compared, compared to the rest of us, you've got a long, long time ahead of you yet. Oh, yeah, we've only got a few years yet. You've got your whole life, mate. So you're all right. I'm only 27. <laughs> Kira, your lifestyle, oh, buddy. Kira, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your lifestyle. <laughs> out, You're all about me taking shots at Salford. You're taking shots at Kira. <laughs> Dear me. Dear me. Absolute chaos. Um, we've got a load of questions that have been sent in as well um, across the week uh, by people. So we will be putting that to our panel a little bit later, but let's get straight into it and uh, and discuss the game. And the big question is, Jake, 
Um, are you confident it will be going ahead despite the statement earlier saying there is no problems with the pitch? Hopefully it goes ahead. It should do if they put that out. But usually it doesn't if they've said that. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> I mean, you could not really have sat on a bigger fence there if you tried. <laughs> um. Given your so, talk us through your your start to the season. Then you must be uh, well, borderline delighted. It's been really mixed because we started off all right, and then we beat Leeds on penalties in the cup, and then you think you're just going to get better, and we lose to Morecambe, Accrington, Walsall, all of the teams you probably expect us to beat, and then we slightly turned it around, beating Crew, Sutton, and Newport, and now. We've got a tough run of games up until about Christmas. So it'll be interesting to see where that goes. What have you made of League Two as a whole so far this season? More difficult than last season, for sure. Yeah. But every, every team has the same problem and we seem to be facing it and not doing very well. Um, there's been a, a, a devastating amount of goals up and down the league. We seem to be discussing it every week. Um, do you think it's just, um, Woody's made a, the point week after week that it seems to be an attacker's league this year, or do you think that it's just the loss of ability of of the art of defending? bit of both, because Salford have definitely mm. seen both. We've got a lot worse defensively, and attackingly we're slightly better, but it's not really meaning anything when you can see two or three games. No, 100%. And uh, in terms of, um, let, let's go with the style of plays. I, I think a lot of people will will think now, you know, you, you've been around League Two a, a couple of years, that they're starting to understand what the, the Salford identity is. Um, has, has much changed this year, in your opinion? Not too much. We've passed it around a lot and just been unlucky in a lot of games. We've lost our striker until Christmas. So that's not going to help us. But we've just got to find another way of scoring and winning games. Yeah, you've got a, a number of players who will be familiar to, to Swindon fans through their, their past um, past time at SM1. But but who are the uh, who are the on-form danger men at the moment? I would say Kelly and Mai. But it looks like he's injured because he's come into our team recently and added a lot of pace which is something we've missed since we probably lost Louis Barry at the end of last season, because obviously his level was up. And we just didn't really seem to replace him with a pacey winger. We have Luke Bolton, but he was injured and a bit out of form. So now Kelly Amai has come in, he's added a little bit of something different that we've definitely missed. And it's been quite visible to see. I've had a a question come in, um, say, ask you about the budget at Salford. It's been a... A hot topic um, at Swindon this year about what is a, a promotion chasing budget? Is it an inflated transfer market? Are wage demands significantly increased on, say, last year, the year before? What, what's your take on it? Our budget, compared to probably two, three years ago, has taken a big, big, big decrease because this season we lost our left-back, Ibutari, to Stockport because we said we just couldn't compete with what they were going to offer. And probably a couple of seasons ago, we'd probably just go, well, we'll just give you more. But this season, we've kind of gone in a different direction. Probably since probably since two years ago, we just changed. 
And then this summer we brought in a director of finance, one of them. So we're clearly slightly changing to be a little bit more sustainable. Mm. And uh, in the last, what, two, two weeks or so, we've seen a number of uh, managerial positions start to become available. What have you made of the topsy-turvy recent nature in League Two off the pitch? It's definitely more pressured and owners just are scared to give managers time because they know how quickly a bit of form can send you up the table and they just want to be up towards the top end because they know teams are going to get better because there's a lot of teams not doing as well as they would have liked. So no manager seems that safe because obviously Gillingham's manager went and you think he's really safe. So you yeah. just don't know. No, definitely. And what are you expecting of Swindon tomorrow? Attacking and just to get <laughs> our defence because they seem quite low on confidence, our defence. We conceded two late goals to Wrexham last week, which was Go probably on. kicking the teeth of them. Everyone does that. Yeah, we did that. So don't worry about that. Wrexham having that. Um, on the flip side, uh, Kieran, before you disappear, uh, what, what are you hoping Swindon do bring? Uh, obviously, a win last time out. After a couple of defeats in a row, are you hopeful that it was just a, a tiny blip and normal service is resumed again now? Well, I'd hope so, because I want to win every game. Um, but yeah, I think, I don't know, Solvid, like, I, don't think, I don't think we've lost at Solvid, have we, since we, they've been in the Football League. So it's the type of game where Cheers, we... Cheers, Kieran. <laughs> yeah, well done, Kieran. So we'll Fuck probably... <laughs> so I think it's a good hunting ground for us, so we should do all right. I think... The biggest term for me, against Newport last week, we sort of saw out the game in previous seasons where that's the sort of game we'll go and lose two last-minute goals and lose 2-1. Um, so I think we've got that in us. But I think, obviously, could depend on the weather conditions and stuff tomorrow. Because obviously, footballers don't like a bit of wet and they start doing it. But um, I'm fairly confident. I think we've got a fairly settled side now. Um, we've had a, we, we haven't played midweek, which is, I think, the biggest thing that we can't do. We just can't play Saturday, Tuesday. So we'll probably win, win tomorrow and uh, lose about 6-0 to Gillingham on Tuesday night. That's not my prediction, by the way, Woody. I'm just saying. <laughs> really positive stuff. Um, in terms of um, what you've what you've seen so far this season, uh, Kieran. Uh, obviously, we've spoken a lot about the obvious players, the Kemp's, the Youngs, people like that. Is there anyone you think has gone a bit under the radar or an unsung hero in the first sort of quarter of the season or so? Um... I don't. I think everyone's been getting quite a lot of praise in this squad, which is nice to see. I don't think there's obviously a few players people don't agree on still. I think Shade last weekend was fantastic down that left wing back, and I think that's something he could definitely make his own uh, with some of the balls and the pace he was bringing to that. Um, but that sort of Tommy Brewitt's been solid in the defence, but everyone's been quite good on his praises as well, which is nice to see. Because centre halves don't normally get as much praise. Um, but I think Mahoney, he's not probably given as much praise as he should. That he's been a lot more. He's quite solid, um, good sort of sweeper keeper. And I think for me, he's better than Sol Brim was last year. But um, I think time will tell with him going on. But he's got. I think the difference to him as well. He has got Lewis Ward, who 
despite Kant kick, he's a good shot stopper and it is someone that coming in could take his place. So I think he's got that on his tail and a bit more competitiveness for the place there. So yeah, I think he's been someone that's not been probably as praised praised, yeah, as, praised as much as he could have been because um, we have conceded maybe a few too many goals at times, but he's been solid every most games that he's played in and he's good with his distribution, which is what you want from a keeper. Um, Nick, Kieran mentioned Shade there. We got the news a uh, couple of hours ago um, from the pr- uh, pre-match. Awakwe looks to be out for anywhere from one to three months. So if ever there was a chance, I think Woody uh, made a great comment last week saying Shade's made 50-odd appearances for town, but we're still talking about there's a player in there. If ever there was a chance now for him to really stake a claim for a regular first-team spot, no divine, no Awakwe, uh, a lack of options at centre-back, so FBT's going to stay there. Surely this is the chance. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And he's. Uh, let's hope he takes it as well, because as you've just said, you know, we, we've all quoted it so many times, there is a player in there. And, uh, yeah, I, I I really like Shade, to be fair. Um, and he, it's, I agree with Kieran, he had a real, real good second half. Uh, last week so if he can continue like that yeah that that's there for the taking because I think when he was it it also I think he played the full season there um it left wing back so he should be used to know what he's doing so it's just Flynn getting the best out of him and if he keeps improving as he has been get more consistent and uh stop cutting in on your right foot all the time he would uh yeah be a hell of a player on the more positive news, Ben, uh, we hear that Jake Kane's back in training and back in contention for for at least a place on the bench. Yeah, well, he was quite. Um, yeah, he's been looking quite useful so far this season. He's scored a couple of good goals. Uh, it was a little bit disappointing when he found out he was injured. He's one of the players that's flourished um, under the uh, current regime, and um, it's good that he's back. We've needed the Baldi's back. It, it's a shame that Wakwe has got a long term injury, but at least we've got someone that can cover for him. Mentioning the left back as well, um, I'm hoping Shade stakes the claim as his own. But there's also part of me is hoping that in a few weeks' time, when Clayton's much fit, and for a rarity to actually agree with Fifey, that FBT gets pushed out the left. And um, I know, I know, I'm going to agree with Fifey. I'd long to the FBT. Over. <laughs> yeah, I'd long to see FBT back on the left hand side again. And I think uh, Clayton does fit. The, you know, the, the left-sided centre-back role quite well. Um, and Shade can come on off the bench in multiple positions and, and can be a bit of an impact player alongside um, uh, Rush. So, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, Shade, let's hope, fingers crossed, he has a good game. Unfortunately, with his current record, that he always, when opportunity knocks for him and he's got given a chance, he tends to hide a little bit. But let's hope this is different now. And the, uh, the performance, second-half performance anyway, um, against Newport kicks on something good for him and he stakes a claim from his own, but we'll see. Um, Sound Trauma makes a great point, Woody. Um, tomorrow's game going to be a game of bookings. It is something Flynn touched on his pre-match earlier today as well. Uh, something we spoke about last time out. Four starting players all booking away from suspension. Yeah, but that's football, isn't it? That's, you know, that's what happens. You know, we've um, the fact that we've only got four uh, already and we're in 12 games in is, I don't think we're in much of a different position to the majority of the league, to be fair. We know that with the new rules coming in, that bookings were going to be shelled out a lot quicker. Um, I, whether you disagree or agree with it is, is one thing, but um, I don't think 
Flynn is necessarily going to try and tell his players to, you know, yeah. I guess sit, sit off, so to speak, or anything like that. I think he's just going to have to deal with it when it when it gets to it. And um, you know, we when's could cut be off? By the way, sorry to interrupt, but when's cut off? December, April. Well, is it? Is it? Early December, is it? So we've got another month. Yeah, I think they, you get halfway through the season and it resets. And then it's April again, like Kieran yeah. said. Um, so, yeah. But I just, I think, you know, that the worst thing is, I think the most unjust thing about it, if I look back and somebody was talking about this on Twitter, if you look at like Brewitt's bookings and things like that, they re- some two of, especially two of them were really harsh bookings. Harsh, yeah. And, I, and, and my general feel is, and I know this is a pie in the sky idea and completely impossible in the realms of the fa um but it's that means it's logical I just, I just i just think that now that yellow cards are dished out so much easier i think there should be an appeals process for yellow cards um mm. because yeah. i just think that if you look at i think one of the Bruits one was a cha- challenge that came in from the ref said he came in from behind um which technically is actually sending off but it's you know uh, if you see the replay, he's actually hooked his legs round from the side, which therefore is not a foul in the first place. So, um, and he took the ball before the player. So, it's um, I just I know, but I know that would be impossible. So favourite right? tackle. Yeah, I know that would be impossible to manage, right? So it's um, but I just I just feel that I, I'd get slated if I put this on Twitter, which is why I don't put it. I just think there's too much power being given to referees to try and control the game behind the cards now, rather than trying to control the game behind discipline. Um, so, and but I know somebody will say to me on that, players can't control themselves, etc. But I've seen, I've seen referees be able to control a game without actually dishing out a single card. And in fact, one of my good friends who's a referee and now referees at a decent level has always said the best referees don't have to issue a card the whole game. Um, and and I think um, and that's where there is certain error authority quite early on and things like that. So yeah, it's it's a it's a bit of a bugger, but maybe we're lucky because is it all three centre backs are on four, or is it just two of them? I think it's two. two. Two Hutton, yeah, Hutton's the other one. You, you got right. Hutton, Khan, Hutton, Khan, uh, Brewitt, and Brewitt, FBT. Yeah, so we could be lucky that obviously Clayton's coming back in now. Um, hopefully, yeah. by the time one of them, and they will. We got to face it; they will get another yellow card before before Christmas. Yeah. Um, so you know, Khan, we're quite fortunate with. We've got options there. Hutton, maybe not so much. Um, it, Hutton, that kind of brings me back onto the shade comment a little bit. And I'm not going to sit here and shade bash this. this is not not the forum at the moment, but I think Shade's biggest downfall at the moment is the fact that we're trying to play him on left wing back. Um, because Nick, I know he said he played there all last season, but then straight away we've said he needs to stop cutting in on his right-hand side. For me, every time I've seen him, he cuts in on his right-hand side, which mm, therefore makes the right, means that all of our option is coming down the right, which means attacking, really, Shade is almost redundant before he's even kicked the ball. Um, so I just wonder whether, because I've heard that Hutton can play on the other side as well, so I'm wondering whether it might be better putting Shade at right-wing back and putting more on his stronger foot and put Hutton out there. But I do agree with Ben and Fifey, to be honest. I think the moment that FB uh, Clayton's fit, I want to now, not last season, and I hold my hands up. I said that, that not last season, but now with the fitness that FBT's got himself into, I'd like to see him out there with Clayton at centre back. Um, but that's again, I I don't. Everybody knows my opinion. I don't think Shade's good enough, but I do think that we're not helping him by playing him on left wing back when he's a purely right-footed player. 
Um, Jake, I want to bring you in on something the guys were just talking about there, because it's always interesting to hear the, the voice and perspective of non-Swindon fans. Um, officiating this season, um, better, worse or equal than last season? And, and how do you rate it generally? Much worse. They just, they seem to like, just want to give out yellow cards for anything. They don't really think about, not the game, but a lot of them do just change the way the game's going. So then it doesn't mm. really help. Like we had, like we played Notts County and I don't think the referee gave a yellow card for 75 minutes. And I think we ended the game with two red cards and 11 bookings in total for both teams, which just doesn't really make any sense. <laughs> Jay, Jay, can I just ask a question while you're on? What's the pitch like this season? Because I think last season, it, from what I remember, it was really bad in cutting up. What's, is it improved? They said they've upgraded the pitch, so there should be less postponements. But then you never really know until you have a waterlogged until something will happen, which I'm makes about the drainage. It's it's going to say, what What were the chances of Colchester's brand new laid pitch? Yeah, getting waterlogged on the yeah, open brand new drainage and everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Colchester said they upgraded the pitch and it didn't even make the first game of the season. <laughs> I'm sure yours will be better than that. Uh, before we carry on the pre-match chat, I'm going to bring up this question from Sound Trauma for a bit of fun uh, after half an hour. And Jake, you're more than welcome to, to contribute from a sulfur perspective. Uh, but he, uh, we've had this comment in saying, nice to see whether Kane managed to get a decent Barnet cut whilst on the sidelines. Uh, Fools... Uh, guys, what do we think to fools with a Z as well, by the way, if we're uh, trying to... <laughs> Kieran's saying no. Uh, no, that's STFC... much too much down with the kids. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Which STFC player has the best trim at the moment? I'm going to put an early shout in for Genesini. What a head of hair that boy's got. Genesini? Yeah. Um, oh, that Kieran. one from <sighs> The one that we don't speak, Kieran. The one that we never see. Yeah, he's he's out there with the vine, isn't he? I think your catquay's hair is incredible. Like that is some that is a style. Like I wish I could have mm. out like that. Um, <laughs> I think Charlie Austin needs to sort his hair out. To be fair, because his highlights are looking awful. He's not yeah. getting cut as often, and I think that's got something to do with his lack of goal scoring. Unless that boy, when that other boy has a decent trim on him, he is a player. But he's not got the confidence because his hair isn't right. He, he wants he wants to get his hair sorted out. It'll be even better because he's been good, all right this season. But it'll be even better because he'll want to get in all the photos and he'll be wanting photos of him and to go on his statue that he's going to get in a few years. Char- well. Charlie, I, I agree with confidence. Ooh. I agree with Kieran. Actually, his, his throw is getting a little bit see through when you close up. I reckon it's time for it to go. I think he's going to go to Turkey in January once, like if he once he gets sent off for a few. Oh, years. he's going to have a little yeah. put back in, isn't he? Yeah, he's doing really. <laughs> uh, Nick, who nah. you uh, who are you putting a shout in for 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 best trim at STFC? Well, I've got to agree with Kieran Uakwi. He's uh, yeah, he look he looks the uh, bizzo. Yeah, okay, cool dude. Uh, Woody, I gotta go for my boy Brewett. Yeah, I knew Brewett would get a shout. He's got a proper centre backs hard man <laughs> air style, isn't he? Like the old, like almost slick, but not slick back. Right? Yeah, almost. Not as quite as slick as Sid Nelson, but very kind of. Like, you just look, at him, just look at him. You know that man, that Sid. specimen there is a centre back. You just know it. <laughs> that um, specimen. That specimen there, and oh, another Bruit loving. Oh yeah, but what what a lock of hair! There'll be there'll be men dying you, to have that. 
uh, don't need to worry about that. Um, <laughs> um, um, yeah, there there are men that would love to have that type of hair. I'm telling you now. There are well, women speak, that would like men. There's to have women who would love that type of hair. Speaking of men who would love that hair, Ben, who are you putting down for this? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of comedy trim right throughout this. Is, has anyone got a bit of a comedy trim? And the only one I can think of is Charlie, really. Bless him, sorry. But, but it, when he's got it dark, he's got the old side parting on the go. It does look quite smart, but. I like the irony of Ben talking about people's hair being poor. He's got no fucking hair. And going, oh, Charlie's hair's filling out. Yeah, he's fucking <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's got his barnet out, mate. But, um, yeah, no, I, I, I have no opinion on haircuts of players, really. Oh, Wapway's got nice dreads. Okay. They're lovely. Yeah. Listen, you can't say you don't get variety here on FRI. In the opening half hour or so, we've talked about whether you're getting buried or cremated, <laughs> footballers' hairstyles, as well as previewing a game. This is, when this do we turn into loose women? <laughs> uh, Jake, who's getting best Barnet at Salford? Oh, uh, anyone but Theo Vassell, who has just <laughs> long hair that's just awful. <laughs> Anyone except for you, so I love it. Um, let's get to, let's get back onto uh, onto topic then. Uh, we've spoken about the players set for suspension. We've spoken, uh, we've spoken about the injured players, etc. Uh, we've been speaking recently about variations, um, Nick, to, to the team, the likes of Kinsella and stuff, and where they fit and when they're going to play. But at the minute, even with the the suspensions looming and stuff, you think it's going to be a relatively unchanged eleven? Yeah, definitely. He's he's not going to make any changes unless they're enforced. So it'll be uh, the same team that played last week for me. Keep keep it the same. You know, don't broke what uh, doesn't need breaking or or something like that. <laughs> but ain't broke, don't fix it. Ain't broke, don't fix it. Have you it. been on that red wine again? Though? No, no. Look, look. I'm not. I'm on. It's gin and that. Maybe I need to. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, Woody, yourself, um, obviously, me and you have kind of been on the same page about Kinsella possibly best designed for away games and stuff. The weather's getting dark, you know, colder and wetter. The pitch will be slick with all the water on it. Is is this a game to maybe just mix that midfield up a little bit? Um, no, I agree with Nick. I think um, I don't think he'll change a winning team um, now, especially when it's when it was a bit of a gritty performance last week as well, you know, that's a, that's a morale. <laughs> I brought that in. Um, so yeah, I don't see it changing too much. Um, and he hasn't, he, I, I, he just doesn't fancy Kinsella. I don't think like not as, you know, or, or he does, but just not, you know, he's, he, I think he generally struggles with who he's going to drop, um, which we've all had that discussion many times, but um, yeah, I think, It'd be an unchanged side, I think. I'm expecting. How about from your side, Jake? Is it a fairly settled side at the minute, or have you got absentees all over the shop that you're having to to fill in and replace? It's fairly settled because I don't think we can have more injuries if we tried. We have about two senior players on the bench. So unless anyone gets injured, that's the only change. So you can pretty much guess the team before it's even announced. And is that due to being unfortunate with injuries and suspensions or, or was your squad just not built with the, the depth required 
in your opinion? A bit of both. We don't have much depth. We only have like probably 19, 20 senior players. But and then but you can't really expect to have eight or nine injuries at one point in the season because no one would expect that. So he's gonna ask the JPT question now. <laughs> JPT doesn't exist anymore, Ben. It's the yeah, PJT. PJT. The painting burgers. No, that's pizza. that's been and gone. We're not discussing that anymore. Yeah. We're not we're not having to bring Stop that up it. at all. Stop trying to be a shit house. <laughs> um, Kieran, I imagine you How... need to Hey. Sorry, I, I, you're talking to Kieran. I was going to ask Jake a question. No, go on. You, you ask Jake a question. Uh, um, how's how's Mariapa getting on? Very Ooh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was one that been... I know that we were all talking about over the summer. And I was personally a little bit gutted that we weren't able to potentially get him over the line. Um, is he getting on all right? Yeah. He's, I mean, he starts because we only have three centre-backs and one of them's injured. So, but... He gives something different because he's not the smallest, but then his experience just helps him in a lot of situations because mm. not many League Two players have played in the Premier League. It's coming more popular no. this season, but not many have. Interesting. Uh, Claire says, um, guys, can't recommend Babs Spring Rolls enough. I'm guessing this is something on offer. Let's your way, Jay? Yes, in the away end. I haven't ever tried. Are they quite nice? The bad, spring, bad spring rolls, nice. Apparently. Oh. <laughs> Actually, you're not in the way much, so are you? No, don't tend no. to. Be. <laughs> doesn't tend to doesn't tend to frequent the away end much. No. Yeah. Um, Kieran, do you need to shoot in a minute, or have you got time? Yeah, I need to shoot. I got to go in a sec. Right, let, let's let's fly around a bit quick, maybe earlier than anticipated, to get some predictions in then for, for tomorrow's game. Assuming it goes ahead, what are you going for, Kieran? I am going to go for 3-2 Swindon. Nice. Nick? Desmond, 2-2. Two, two. Woody? Uh, I'm going to go 2-0 Swindon. Ben? 2-1 Swindon Town. Jake? 1-1. One, one. Probably a and I too put in our WhatsApp chat earlier that I think it's going to be 1-1. One, one. Um, interesting. A lot of confidence from the Swindon fans this evening. Uh, should be a, should be a fascinating game. Uh, Kieran, on the assumption that by the time I get back to you again, you would have disappeared. Uh, thanks for popping on tonight. Bye. Bye, Kieran. Yeah. Bye. Cheers, mate. Claire's gone for a 4-4 four, four draw. Uh, it's her prediction. <laughs> Ben, what was your prediction? To me? Yeah. 2-1, Swindon. Thank you. I'm just writing it down for tomorrow morning's graphic. We have a prediction lead, by the way, Craig. Craig, uh, Jake. (laughs) Craig will be delighted that you've just called Jake Craig. Jake, on the other hand, might maybe not be so impressed that you've just called him him Craig. (laughs) A middle-aged, a middle-aged train driver. <laughs> that sounds a lot more insulting than it's probably supposed. To. No, it's a great job. Great job. We always need train drivers. Superb. <laughs> Sorry, Craig. Um, when they're working. So, Jake, looking past <laughs> tomorrow's game, then is is the aim 
still very much promotion from this year? Yeah, looks unlikely so far. Playoffs wouldn't be disappointing, but we just got to make sure we do progress because we've got a lot of key players out of contract in the summer and you don't want to lose them because then you have a whole rebuild of yeah. all your best players have gone. Suddenly yeah. it's panic stations. And um, what do you think is the sort of number one stroke, number two priorities when it comes to January? Just Probably. adding to that depth so you don't have these injury issues again? Just depth, get some more loans in. So I think we only have three, and one of them's a backup keeper. He'll be going back in January anyway. And then mm. just get some, maybe a bit more experience because we do have quite a young squad, and the bench is just mainly youngsters. Has Gary Neville stepped? Has Gary Neville stepped back a bit because we don't see him much involved with Salford or don't hear much of him at Salford lately? It's mainly Nicky Button, Paul Scholes at the minute, but. He might come back, but he doesn't really do much anymore, except from the commentary. He's busy on Dragon's which... Den, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. he's in Dragon. <laughs> he should be investing his money into Salford again. <laughs> Not giving some randomer <laughs> in some company because he's making bog roll or something. It's gonna. It's just gonna be Neil. Uh, was it Neil Wood? Just walks in. Just walks in on Dragon's Den one day. <laughs> <laughs> I've got these two players that I want for 15% ownership of them. <laughs> <laughs> Clem would be my deal for 20% of your business. I will give you. <laughs> uh, another question coming for you here, Jake, um, saying, what's the view on Jordan Turnbull? Big loss for Salford. Why Tranmere? I mean, I don't know why he went to Tranmere. I think only he really knows that, but he scored like seven or eight goals for us Two year, two seasons ago now, and he was a really key player. But we like to wait to the end of the season to give players contracts, which I don't really understand because surely you just want to tie him down before everyone else sees that they're on the retain list being offered a contract. Mm -hmm. So I remember I Jordan Turnbull got a, conceded the most Jordan Turnbull type penalty. Was it last game of the season? It was on Sky. I've got to make the yeah. playoffs or not. Really, that handball where there was absolutely Jordan no need to it in. Yeah. And I was like, that's a Jordan Turnbull thing to do. He was crap he for us. He loved he to give away rubbish. a penalty at Swindon. He had one great season next to Jack Stevens, his mate. It was and only then, because Jack Stevens was aside him that he looked half decent. Apart from that, he was absolute rubbish. Yeah. Jack Stevens, by the way, what a player he was. Oh, yeah. Oh, really. Quality. Quality. So um, good. Speaking of contract terms, Ben, it can't go unnoticed. The big build-up for Mino go getting a one-year extension. You know, it was great news. You know, if they just posted up, I would have been over the moon, going great for Mino. But because they put the, such the build-up in, I really felt deflated, a bit pissed off. And it's actually a really good move for the club. But they secured one of our youngest prospects to the future. Brilliant, only one year, but still secured him. But because they gave him the big build-up and there's a picture of the shirt and a player and a, and a goat in the corner, and I was thinking, oh, we've actually bagged someone or someone's on an extension or we've agreed a pre-contract with Kemp or something like that. But no, you know, it, 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 we, we, we've uh, one of our youth players has signed an extension, a good one, a really good one, but he didn't need the big build-up. Just slap it up there. Uh, Woody, right. just to say... Um... Your your reaction to the to the news breaking was quite amusing. 
can't remember what my reaction was, but well, um, pretty much the same as your reaction when I mentioned it to Ben just there. It's sort of eye yeah. roll, turn of the head. I, it was just um, oh, it was just unnecessary, and I know we'll get slated probably us as a pod because we've criticised the lack of social media content before, but it's just. Oh, it's just there was just no need, and uh, and I I kind of disagree with Ben a little bit. Like, yes, he's a good player, but a one year extension of which we can assume it was running out at Christmas anyway, it's not going to add much value to him. And so, mm. I just um I just think it's it's a great move for Harrison. It's a good move for Harrison. Um, I don't think he plays enough for me to warrant celebrating it being a big big news item for Swindon. Um, but yeah, it could have just been a just an announcement. I mean, they didn't even do a build up for Jake, you know, and that was what a five year contract or whatever we gave him. Um, mm. And so it's um, yeah. I I mean, I was I was very very underwhelmed because I thought, oh, there's they've been clever here. They've got somebody looking at a shirt and they put a goat. And I thought, oh, is it a returning player or or something like that? And then like it's like oh, Harrison Minton signed, and and it, I feel probably worse for him because. 90% of the fan base would have gone, oh, even though it's good news. Like, um, um, yeah, and so it's um, even though it's good news, but half the fan base would have gone, oh, okay. Um, so I do feel, but, feel but they, they could have made it a, a better story by talking about a, a player coming through the youth setup, yeah, and and a mm-hmm. getting a full time contract and then having it extended because he's obviously well thought of by the club and they could have one of our own the, type thing yeah, yeah they could have put that angle on it like you say rather than doing a stupid build up it basically yeah okay <laughs> big deal yeah um yeah. woody mentioned social media output and there have been a couple of things that have caught my attention this week so i'll ask you all about them first. Ben, I think you were the big advocate. They Swindon Town's YouTube channel uh, did um, bench cam or manager cam or something, and, and you really enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was brilliant, and it's quite nice to see as well, because I quite like to see the passion on the bench, and it's interesting to see how players react, because there's some players that are not really that involved, but you can see that a club is close when they all celebrate together and all the events celebrate together, you know, and, uh, and Flynn spends a lot of his time on his ass. But when, you know, when the goal went in, he was charging up, giving everyone big old high fives, big cuddles for each goal. And I think that's good to see. That's actually good to know it's for your club because it, it shows the togetherness. It shows that the squad's quite tight when they all are up together and they all celebrate together from the kit man to, Flynn himself to the ball, you know, to the, the, the subs. They're not just sat there going, Moo. so yeah, it's quite nice to see. It was quite nice to see, and it it, it, it shows unity. Um, Nick, for you, I don't know if you saw the thread that's been put up on the social media channels of Swindon Town, but obviously, we've been talking a lot recently about the youngster Aboda, who's been making the first team squad to date, <laughs> and, and they've been posting what Swid what sort of life looked like when he was born and you know they were saying a young Charlie Austin was making his impression Simon Cox was up front Paul Sturrock was manager Flynn was still playing I think yeah Jilling Jill's captain yeah, yeah <laughs> oh, did you enjoy that little Fred oh yeah it's wonderful with uh, on our WhatsApp group with you all talking about it and I said I, I was older then than, than all of you lot are now <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, it does yeah. be a world of good to see uh, a kiddie that age. Now, fair play to him if he's. Uh, it'd be great again if he if he comes through and fulfills his potential, which they think. And uh, you know, we we haven't had enough of that for God knows how long. What's the last ones we had? The Thompsons, wasn't it? Probably that have done any good. Yeah. So we've got yeah. to build the corner a little bit though. Haven't you? Because yeah. this would be him, Carno. This would Carnu be him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Woody, not missing you out. There's been the uh, there's been the sponsorship sort of marketing videos out in the last twenty four hours of Swindon Town visiting the new Slim Chickens. Yeah, I wouldn't mind going there actually. To be fair, on a different subject, but the um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's another advertising partner, whatever the fuck that means. Um, sponsoring the sponsors, but is, is, is all I made of that. But the um, yeah, I mean, it's it's more, you know, just more money in the club, which is obviously a good thing. We raise questions about where that money's going, but hey, you know, to, and, to fix and, Nick's seat. at least it was a good, Be my seat um, alone. <laughs> at least it was a good, um, I don't know, kind of a good introduction in some ways, in terms of you know, getting the players in there and and they finally i don't know if they do this with a lot because i know they used to do it with dominoes and things like that but finally there's some more and more benefits being added to being a season ticket holder because i think season ticket holders get discount there as well like yeah. we're doing mummers or anything like that so um it's good to see that we're not just going give us your money we're they're translating that into the fan base and giving yeah. you know giving swindon fans something different because Sometimes that in itself can make. I know when they're not on sale anymore, but that in itself can make season tickets more attractive. If you've got buy this, you get to every swimming game and you get X Y Z off in, here and there and all that. So um, yeah, good bit of business. You know, I quite I watched the video. I thought it was relatively entertaining um, as as far as those type of videos go. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's more money into the club. But I was more impressed with the fact that they've managed to negotiate something for the season ticket holders as well. Definitely. Uh, I always enjoy when uh, people watching are able to produce the show live for me to save me having to worry about it. So here's your latest chance to be creative, gents. And again, Jake, feel free to, to get involved uh, with this one from Sound Trauma. Uh, I want to know what's on that screen that they watch on the bench. Uh, so uh, funniest answers possible, please. Starting with you, Ben. What do we think the, uh, the coaches and subs are watching on the little screens on the bench? Um... Finding Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> what a rogue shout that is! Finding uh, Nemo, and you know you got a little bit there, and and like you, you can they like call Flynn over, and they talk that because they're their little favourite scene with all in the little bags, and they jump into the sea and stuff, and they go, oh, I love this bit." And Flynn can go over just as well, and they go, "I like that little bit as well," and then Dory as well, the impersonating Dory on the bench. So, yeah, I think it's Finding Nemo. Ben, you had that in far too much detail for an impromptu question. Oh, you see, I, I, I synced my Bluetooth into the bench when they showed oh, the video. Wait, finding no. Nemo. You've missed the trick, Ben. And the good like thing is one. they found him. They <laughs> <laughs> uh, gave him a contract. Nick, what do you expect they're watching on the bench? I reckon they're watching Strictly. Because then they can get some more moves onto the training ground and uh, get a bit more better tactics. So it's got to be a bit of the uh, old foot shuffle for Strictly. 
Well, I saw a comment pre-show about um, a fool's rushing dance-off for children in need, but now you've said that, I, I quite like the idea of uh, of uh, Mr. Brewitt and Mr. Austin doing a foxtrot and a Charleston between them. Oh, um, God. <laughs> 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 <Flabbit and> Baldy. <laughs> I, I think, I think Brewitt and Bogle were uh, dancing close to close enough to one another last Saturday. They were doing a Viennese waltz, weren't they? Yeah, they were. Mm. Uh, Woody, what's Flynn and Co watching on the bench? Well, I know what they're actually watching, but I won't give them. But the uh, I reckon, I reckon it's Mildy's doing, and I reckon that Mildy is actually a big, big brother fan, and he's got a live webcam that's just feeding straight yeah. into the big brother house at the moment, and he's just sat there watching that. Either that or reruns of when uh, Grant got killed off EastEnders. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jake, is there similar at Salford and the coaching staff always referring to iPads and screens and stuff? Not too much. They just sit on the bench all game and just quietly talk and then... Oh, Salford really bench definitely doing anything. a Sudoku then, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> They're going Wordle on Twitter. Wordle. I, can imagine, I can just imagine one of the Salford subs just sat there with a crossword and their legs crossed. <laughs> 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 Like a board receptionist. <laughs> uh, Jake, I appreciate the second half of the show is going to be largely pretty much Swindon Town based as opposed to match preview. So uh, we won't take offence if you want to jump off and actually enjoy the rest of your Friday evening. But before you do, is there any uh, any remaining sort of points you want to make ahead of the game? Any any final thoughts from you? Uh, not really. Not too many. Except from it'll be interesting to see who gets... The 10th goal first with Jake Young <laughs> and Matt Smith both being on nine. Good player, Matt Smith, as well. Big old player, isn't he? He's um, going to be a unit. Do you have a long song you can lob in long throws? No, which would be really effective for us, but we just don't have one for no reason. Good. Matt Smith, <laughs> Matt Smith Good, because we always concede them. He's reaching 10 goals tomorrow. He loves scoring against Swindon. Yeah, Matt Smith will score oh, tomorrow. He's 10 goals against us, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Former Bristol City man, he'll love it. So there's there's a question that we'll put out. Who's going to get 10 goals first, Smith or Youngie? Uh, let us know and we'll put it out on socials as well. Uh, listen, Jake, apart from tomorrow, good luck for the rest of the season. Thank you as ever for popping on and uh, hopefully it won't be too long before we have you on again. Thank you. My pleasure. Have a good evening, Jake. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Uh, before we um, look around some of our featured clubs, as, as we do every Friday, we have had a, a variety of questions sent in ahead of time, uh, whether that be tagged in tweets or, or messages sent, etc. cetera. Uh, let's start with one from Joe, which Ben, I think you may have got involved in on Twitter. I, I can't quite remember. Uh, but she said, before I get slated, I need to ask a question. Why is status quo played at the end of matches at the county ground? XTC, I understand, but why the quo? Um, so that kicked off a discussion and then it got people. We, we kind of discussed it before. But talking about sort of goal music and before, before games and after games, um, is there any particular songs you guys would like to hear at these times? Um, ben, I'll start with you. I don't know, really. So, I mean, you know, you try and think of a song that's equivalent to Swindon, that's celebratory. There isn't really. <laughs> it's like, 
Well, see, that's when there's other big celebs, Billy Piper. And I don't think we want Billy Piper belting out after a victory at home. It would clear the ground quite quickly, though, to be fair. Um, <laughs> it would serve as purpose. Um, see, I, I'm nothing against the quo being belted out because rocking all over the world, it's quite a happy, jolly song. And if you've won, everyone's in a good mood. You know, everyone's smiley, a bit chatty, and everyone's sort of slightly bopping along to rocking all over the world as, as, as you shuffle out slowly through, through, the, uh, through the stadium. Um, so that's probably why they've got it. But other than that, you know, I can't really think. If I had more time, I'd think of a funny, quitty, uh, quite funny, witty one, but nothing springs to mind um, because it's all like ready to go and stuff. It's all pre-match, isn't it? Yeah, no, pre-match is definitely the one and, and ready to go is a good one. And, I, and I'll be honest, even though it's it's an oldie, I, I still think it's a goldie. I'm always a fan of when Carnival de Paris comes on. For so that I just always da, da, da. associate that with pre-match and getting hyped. Uh, yeah, so I'm a, yeah. I'm a big fan of when that's played. Yeah, I'm with you uh, there. That's a good one. Woody, you're, you're, a, you're a keen music enthusiast amongst the Fool's uh, panel, a any particular thoughts on this? Um, well, I'm not, a, I'm not a big fan of gold music to be totally honest. Um, I do, I actually quite like XTC songs. Um, that one to be fair, it was better than the last one we saw, it was the one we did before XTC. No, it's gone now. Um, but yeah, I think, um, and I, I do like things, that. yeah, that's it. Yeah, sorry, yeah, glad I can't stand that. Um, but yeah, um, but whereas XTC does have that, like we say, that local twins to it, so um, and it always sounds really good when we have put five goals in as well. So it's um, yeah, I just think um, I'm not a, well. I'm just about to say I'm I'm I quite like status quo and something, and then there was one game they didn't play that after the game, and it felt weird. It felt really weird that they didn't play it after the game, and. Um, but yeah, so I'm not really fussed about after the game because what I want to hear at the end of the game is the whole ground cheering and chanting because we've just won, you know, just won the game. Um, and I'd rather, I said, for me, there's two two elements. Um, when we score a goal, the only thing that I think that we still don't do enough of is chant the player's name um, or, you know, or bring out their chant or bring out a Swindon chant. The majority of the time, and I could be wrong because I've only been to two two home games this year um, is normally telling the opposition to fuck off or telling the goalkeeper it's all their fault um, I'm not a fan of that I'd rather if we scored a goal I want us to cheer us on I want us to yeah. you know like it was like when Dion Conroy scored that winner against um, Sheridan's Alden. crew yeah against and I was just like sat there going and Arlo was with me as well and I, you remember the story I told you that Arlo's first song he learnt was Dion Conroy's the one that we now use for Tom Brewett mm -hmm. Um and the one time I thought, what a time to sing it. And no fucker sung it. Absolutely nobody sung it. And I just think, because we were just too busy telling Oldham fans to fuck off. So To be fair, even Conroy made a bit for, uh, like a beeline for Sheridan after he scored. That was yeah. personal. That was personal yeah, oh, yeah. for him. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And I just think um, it would have been, yeah, I just, I'd rather see us chanting straight away, getting into chanting our, our players on when, yeah. when we scored rather than, Rather than just telling the opposite, whoa, 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 I mean, yeah, it is a shit song. That to be fair, it, it's a very good point, and, and a side note to the to the initial topic. But uh, admittedly, uh, as is well documented, I don't get to go as much as as perhaps I'd like to. But 
I don't reckon 50% of the current squad have a chance. No, most of them don't. I mean, that's There was bad. a time that every first-team player would have a chance, even if it was just yeah. a replica of someone else's. Yeah, well, I think we can do that with everybody. I just think that we're a bit, maybe, I don't want to say immature as a fan base. It's probably a bit harsh, but it's we're very quick to pick on the opposition keeper. Very, um, very quick to pick up on an opposition who's, you know, we fucking sung Anthony Grant's name when he wasn't even our player anymore. Um, you know, and it's like, you look at Ellis, how long did it take for him to have his own chant? Like, he was here about five years before he had his own chant. And it's, um, I just think that the players that are scoring, it's not like we've had a different, uh, 11 different scorers, is it? You know what I mean? It's, we've had pretty much the same scorers every week. All of those should have, Chance Dan Kemp should have a chance, Charlie Austin should have a chance, yeah. And I'd just much rather, or even when we're doing the just finish it with Swindon rather than saying fuck off. I just, I don't, I just don't see it. And not only that, I've sat, I'm not going to say which game, but I actually sat in the away end once, and you can't hear the town end telling telling them to fuck off. You literally can't hear them telling them to tell them to fuck off. So it's completely pointless anyway. So I'd rather didn't always be like that though. Because we used to have like down the day like dance of Jabaki song, really good imaginative songs, a unique songs, best spoke songs. Dance of Jabaki was amazing, and he was a backup left back. So yeah, it's um, Frank. I remember it was two lads at the back of the town end to start loads of really funny ones. I wonder what happened to him, but yeah, it's um, broke a couple of chairs. Probably yeah, well, obviously broke a few chairs. But everyone used to have a song, and it used to be all imaginative, best-spoke songs. It wasn't just like the Harry McCurdy song changed to someone else. You know, it's yeah. I'm a bit disappointed with, with, with the, the imagination. And if we do get a good one, or think of a good one, it never catches on. It's a shame. No, yeah, yeah. And I think, um, to be fair, and also goal, if they want to put goal songs in there, like I say, I'm, I'm quite a fan of the XTC songs, but the there's no reason why each player can't have their own song in terms of their actual own song for when they score. You know, yeah. like, that, that would be decent. You know, they, they well, Sound Trauma, the comment I just flashed up there said soon we'll be announcing the player and then their shirt, shorts and socks sponsor and then they'll play their individual <laughs> soundtrack. Celebrations will last five minutes. <laughs> Dan, Dan Kemp, Dan Kemp, Shea, uh, Dan Kemp's left sock is the worth less than his right sock because he's right-footed. <laughs> so you pay a premium to get sponsored Dan Kemp's right foot. <laughs> There's actually an idea though to actually play this. You know, the player chooses a song they play for when they score. It gets played. That's actually yeah. quite Could you good. Imagine the logistical nightmare of having all those songs and you and you like select the wrong player's song by accident. Start yeah, I haven't got. We haven't got the volunteer workforce for it, have we? No. Oh, God, it's, it's just Maybe the that's same volunteer for it. You <laughs> yeah. Budding DJ, get out there. Uh, Nick, I haven't asked you yet. Any particular musical preferences? <sighs> no, not really. <laughs> um, no, I, I would like to see before the game, don't ask me what songs, but some type of opera, because I think that can really get a real good beat to it. Sort of yeah. Like and, yeah, stuff like that. In yeah, that I mean they they did it oh, a long, long time ago when they were they had an actual opera singer there in a, I can remember a couple of lads with massive flags walking around the ground. And it, it was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Um but if you wanted a song for 
that's sort of Swindon railway related, they could always blast out Casey Jones. That would do. Excellent. Show me Excellent. age there. <laughs> well done, gents. Uh, very well manoeuvred. Uh, I would just like to take a moment before the next question uh, to thank the legions of Swindon fans who got involved in our poll during the week. Um, I said after Claire's comments on Monday's show that my record of three games, three losses this season, uh, I suggested that I might be going to NK Don's and Aldershot. What do town fans think? And over 64% of you told me to stay away from all the games. So uh, I'm really feeling the love there. Thank you very much. <laughs> very kind of you all. In fairness, Fifey, we've, like, so you've seen both our league defeats, not seen any other anything but defeat in the league. Yep. And you've seen both of them. And he saw us get kicked out of the League Cup. And he saw us get kicked out of the League Cup. You've literally, we've lost four games, and one of them was a JPT game. PPT. So, yeah, whatever it's, yeah, G, whatever. Um, so, League Cup Te and two League games. we lost five games, because we lost to Arsenal and Reading. We did lose to Arsenal and Reading. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the Reading one. You didn't get to that. Um, yeah, that's yes. quite a bad record, isn't it? Yes, Claire asked me, what. when was the last time you actually saw us win? And I said, Crawley at home, last game of last season. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> we've, won, we've scored so many goals this season. You've literally seen... Next to none of them. <laughs> you've seen two. <laughs> Three games. Yes. Shocking. Oh, man. I know, I know. Um, but uh, the, the Swindon Town fans came out in force to tell me it wasn't my fault. Um by telling me to stay away from both Milton Keynes and Aldershot. So, uh, you didn't get 27 on your side, though, mate. I'll, I'll, uh, now, we'll I'll, see you at MK Don's, Fifey. You have to come to that. Yeah, yeah well, uh, I think... I'm, I'm not so sure yet, but it sounds like there's a uh, it sounds like there's a big crowd, over 1,500 already sold, I believe. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be a minimum 2,000, isn't it, going to MK? Minimum, which sounds good. I'm I'm hopeful but not expectant at this time. I think older shots possibly more likely of the, of the two at the moment. Yeah, well, yeah, there's no Kemper and Cade as well. It's gonna be off. Who's gonna play number ten? <laughs> Shade, Shade, Shade. Uh, anyway, next question. We got a message. Um, and to be fair, I could have asked Jake about it before I let him go. I didn't think. Um, we got a message which have cropped slightly here um, to say, do you think you might touch on ticket prices on tonight's show? I've just got mine for Salford and it's £15 an adult and £5 for a teenager. Proper Division 4 pricing. Yeah. About right. What are our walk-ups? Well, it's £27 for the DRS. Um, so that's an extra £12 on top of what's just been paid by Swindon fans to go to Salford. Um, I know we spoke... Mm -hmm. Obviously, at the start of the season, about ticket pricing. Um, now that you know this, the dust has settled and, and you know everything's in place, what what are we thinking? To obviously, Nick, Ben, your season ticket holders. Uh, so, Woody, I'll start with you. Um, do, what do we think to the pricing structure when you look at what people are paying, say, to go to Salford? Well, to be fair, as well though, Jake's just said that their budget's a lot lower this year. Um, so you know, it's kind of it's so facto. Um, but the um, the fact that we're paying through the roof and then missing out on players is, you know, is a bit weird. Um, I've well, I still stand by twenty seven pounds too much for 
arguably anything below the championship for me, £27 is too much. Um, I think yeah, great. Town ends now £25 walk-on. Um, but people will pay it. And I'm not taking anything away from those people that pay it. Um, but as I said before, there are cheaper ways you can get the tickets. There are a lot of cheaper ways now that you can get tickets. Um, but the thing is, is I still stick by that financial psychology that £27 feels like 30 um, so that's why people aren't going um, or people won't pay that. Um, whereas £25, I think if they kept it 25 I think they would have got enough through the gate to make up for what they have lost through going £27, uh, through the money they've lost from going to £27. Um, it might change. Obviously, we've got our own, as Jake said, they've got a new director of finance. We've got a new finance guy in now. So, um, you know, that might potentially change. But it's obviously not going to change this season, is it? But I just think that what, I guess, disappoints me as well, and I thought about this the other day, actually, because I think I saw a similar question online, is there's no, there's, seems to be a bit more of a lack of incentives this year as well. Like, you know, you used to be able to get, like, bring a, bring a season ticket holders could bring a friend for a tenner or whatever. They don't seem to be doing any of that anymore. And the tickets given out to schools is a lot less um, and, and things like that. So, um yeah, there seems to be a less, a bit less incentive now, especially now they're charging more for kids as well. So they should. There's an opportunity there that every now and then they do the bring a kid for a quid or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but people pay, and I'll pay it. You know, I'll go. I'll, I haven't been to, I haven't been to that many, but I will pay it when I need to because I want to go watch Swindon. I want to support Swindon. Um, but I do think you alienate a lot of people by having them that high. Um, I almost would guarantee if they had kept the most expensive side stand seats at 25 quid and kept the other ones at 23, um, I generally think we would we would have hit that 10,000 mark already. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. But I also think it was a little bit of a ploy is probably the right word to get people to buy more season tickets because obviously the higher the ticket price, the more it looks like you're saving by getting a season ticket. Um, yeah. So, which is yeah. fair enough. That's that's just good business. That's just the way the way businesses operate. Um, but you know, I think there there are different ways they can they can go about that. But it'd be nice to see some incentives come back. I think. But the big one for me was the family ticket. The fact that the family ticket is only one adult, one child, and it's still quite expensive. And they forget that we've improved our food offering, which means that people are more likely to buy food. Um, you know, and like the shirts are a bit. You know, whether you like the shirt or not, the shirts that are coming out are a bit more fashion sensical now and, and things like that. So people are buying more. Um, so I don't believe that they need to put the ticket prices up to help our competitive budget. Um, but it's, um, yeah, they could get away with. It'd be interesting to see how much the half season ticket price, half season tickets are and those six six match bundles. That they six do. game bundles, yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how much that is. I don't know how much, how much should people pay for MK out of interest? Anybody remember? Uh, in, remember. in the other room, not too much. Actually, pretty cheap. I know Bradford was nine quid for the two kids. MK wasn't too. Uh, MK was pretty good as well. One sec, I'll find out. MT, MK says twenty four quid, but I think I paid less because I got a concession and I can't remember what it was. Because no, okay. MK, so I kind of expect to be more, probably more than more one of the more expensive ones just because they got the new well not new stadium anymore really is it but the newer stadium the more bigger facility um so i would almost expect that to be a bit higher um yeah. 24 20 for an adult 
Yeah, so and I'll you know I'm I'm hoping to go to MK Dons as well, so I'll I'll happily pay that. But it's yeah, it's each down to their own individual, isn't it? It's whether you, if you can afford to go. It's decent, like you say there, 24 quid adult for MK Dons, decent price, yeah. I would say. And then, yeah, no, it's 24 quid. Saying... It's nine quid for the two kids. So, and that's not each, that's together. Yeah, adult but, okay. and a teenager, 30 quid. That's not, not bad, really, at all. Pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad because, yeah, charge the adults more, charge the kids less because it's the kids you want to get going. You know, the yeah. adults, the adults are already in that that rotation they're already going you know the kids you want to make it affordable for me to take and it's risky right it's risky ben will know it's risky when you've got a my lad seven um you know i would never dream of taking ember rose at the moment she's two because i wouldn't be able to watch any of the game um so it is kind of like i don't understand the logic of between anything under 11 really being anything above three quid because Mm. it, it they're not really taking they they take up a seat of course they do but it's not like we're begging for seats at the moment begging for spaces at the moment so. we are begging for seats I don't break them. <laughs> talking about concessions I think they're they're doing it some concession for the kids choose um next Tuesday aren't they Oh, I don't think it's half term for for the Jill's game can't remember what the Union red were. room is open as well They've done up the Junior Reds room for Tuesday. So that'll be open with the whole new load of stuff. But you have to pay for a membership for that, don't you, as well? No, I think you get that with your season ticket if you're a kid. But if you're if you don't have a season ticket, then I think you do have to pay yeah. some sort. But you might as well get a season ticket with it. Because <laughs> I think it's about 20, 30 quid. And that's the same as the season ticket. I think uh, the season okay. ticket for, and I think it's, I think it's under 11s, in the town end is forty pound, which twenty three games also a couple of quid a game. Yeah, hmm. so, because I, because I bought bought one because Dan, my lad, he can't come every week, so it means I keep the seat, and then when he comes, I just upgrade it to an adult cut price, hmm. so it works quite well that I can guarantee he's got the seat where we want it. Um, because he can't come every week and rather than buy him a season ticket, it's going to get wasted. So I pay 40 quid for a kid's seat and then uh, I can just upgrade it as and when. Oh, Nick, yeah, well, Nick showing off the dark arts of... Now and again, they do check your season ticket when you go in to make sure you're yeah. not using a kid's ticket or anything. Yeah, and my mate does it as well because he wants to, he paid the extra for a child under eleven or something. Yeah. So he's got so he's got extra leg room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. He is, got, he is quite old. Can stretch out. He's getting older. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah Dumb Rogers is quite narrow. They didn't. Yeah. The old seatage. Uh, one more community notice uh, before we move on to to our look around the uh, our look around the county, so to speak. Um, We've obviously said plenty of times over the years, and it is years now, it will soon be our third podiversary, um, that, you know, if you're doing anything charitable in the local community and you want any sort of promo for it, we're more than happy to do so. Just drop us a, a message, etc. cetera. Um, I did happen to notice on Twitter earlier this week um, that Low Strangers themselves are actually teaming up with the Blind Lab to highlight 
uh, and, and that's not me not knowing the name. That's actually the name of the, the charity before anyone thinks of being insensitive. <laughs> there. Um, the um, to highlight the importance of the accessibility tool known as Alt Text um, for Blind Awareness Month, which I thought was really nice of them actually. Um, yeah. And I'd be interested to to see how that's highlighted, and and of course if we're able to help us, uh, alongside that in any way, we'd be more than happy to. Uh, we, we've promoted different charitable causes to people in the past, and, and obviously as the year draws to a close, a lot of people do stuff in the build-up to Christmas. Um, please do let us know. We'd be more than happy to, to just promote it on FRI as best as we can for you as well. Um, we have a few announcements coming in in next few weeks of stuff that we're looking to do ourselves which uh, i'm very much looking forward to uh, but more on that to come later let's go around the grounds as it were for what's going on and starting in women's football um if we may it's fa cup weekend um and weather permitting it'd be rude with you here not to start with a royal woody bassett uh, just to highlight the occasion, if anyone missed it, this tweet was put up earlier in the week. Uh, never before have Bassett won more than two games in the season in this competition. Uh, and never before have they reached the FA Cup women's first round proper. Our very own Woody the coach looking to make more history on his CV as long as the weather holds up. Um, let's let's start the same question we started with Jake. As it stands currently, are you confident the game will go ahead? No pressure, then, Woody. <laughs> no, yeah, no. Um, I, I, I'm confident now um, because um, Sam Collier, who's the men's manager, sent out a video earlier of what the pitch looks like at the moment. The weather's been okay um, since then. Uh, we're expecting some rain tomorrow. We're quite fortunate. Our drainage is actually really good and where the grass is quite thick and um, and obviously, and I think a lot of grounds will get this, a lot of grounds. I know we're, the problem when flash flooding happens is normally because it's fallen on hard ground and is overtoppling drains and things. When it's, where it's been raining all week, the ground's already soft, so it's already absorbing water anyway. So um, I'm relatively confident, um, but we're just quite lucky um, um, that we're playing, uh, that it's a relatively new facility, sorry. Um, I would have been confident that the game was going ahead if it wasn't for a stupid FA rule about using artificial grass pitches. Um, but it's, um, yeah, I just think um, I'm quite happy with... Um, I'll be at the men's game tomorrow. It's a big weekend for Bassett in itself. So uh, with, them be, with the men's being in the FA bars. Um, the only thing I'm actually more worried about now is how cut up the pitch might end up getting tomorrow if it does rain. Um, which... I don't know whether that will suit us or Stoneham. Um, but, yeah, it's um, that's the only thing I'm potentially worried about. Uh, but, you know, even with, you know, hats off to to our groundsman. Unfortunately, he had a, he had a heart attack recently. Um, so oh. we've kind of had to ring in somebody. Um, I think we've got a third contractor guy or something coming in and doing it. And obviously Peter Yeardley, who's, who's very heavily involved with that side of it as well. You know, hats off to him. He really They really put the hard work in to make sure it's going to be playable. Um, yes, sometimes they piss us off because they move the fixtures around in terms of where who's playing on the Astro and who's not playing on sorry on the AGP and who's not playing on the AGP. Um, but we all know realistically he does it for a reason um, to look after that pitch because um, obviously we want to host, we want this, we want this over the weekend. We want the men's to have 
their big game on Saturday and us to have our big game on the Sunday. So I'm, I'm, I'm saying I'm confident that it's going to go ahead. Um, my other half is desperate for it to go ahead because she's, in her words, I turn into a right bastard when my games get called off. So, <laughs> <laughs> so she, she really wants me, really hopes it goes ahead. Uh, Sean messaged in, uh, what league is Bassett's opposition, higher, lower? I think when, when the draw was made, we discussed this. You said they were similar level, just in a different league over. Yeah, so they're, they're the same tier as us. They're tier six, but they're in the southern region. So um, like where your Eastleys and, and Abingdon have just come from and Oxford Cities and all of that. So they're in that region. Um they are probably got quite similar to us as well. They, they've just gone top of their league. They went top last weekend, um, typically. Um, and um, So, yeah, it's, um, but then they've had a heavy loss against somebody else in their league. So to, in terms of record, they've got quite a similar start to us. Um, would I be able to say at this stage whether... I've always said that the Southern region is stronger than the Southwest. I still stand by that a little bit. Um, so I'm expecting them to be probably stronger than our tier if that makes sense but um yeah the uh we'll, we'll just have to wait and see i did have a little bit of intel um as well so um we are prepared well i'm prepared anyway at the moment in terms of what to expect in some ways and who the key players they've got will be um but that i have no doubt all managers talk to each other um you know i wouldn't be surprised if if they've had a bit of intel themselves as well so um, and and how is the the team shaping up for the game? Uh, it sounds like it could be a, a cracking one in prospect. Two two on form teams, two confident teams. Yeah, I mean the, I mean technically you could say we're the out of form out of the two because obviously our last game was a loss. Um, but the um, yeah, I think team wise, I've got a couple of injuries, um, but not injuries that I wasn't already aware of going into into the weekend. So. Um, I've got a strong. I have got a strong squad available. Um, I think um, is it well? It is the strongest available. Realistically, I think the biggest problem we've got is is the fact that we can only use those three subs um, yeah. out of out of six or seven that I'll be naming on Sunday. So um, it's you know that's that's the bummer because it's different in professional football compared to non-professional football. You know those players. It's so demoralising. I mean, it's the same for a professional footballer, isn't it? But for a player who doesn't get paid to play, to not get on, that's always the hardest task for me, is trying to get into that player's head that I've not brought them on because they're not good enough, um, you know, and, and things like that. I've not brought them on because they're, in particular, they're not going to impact the game. So that's always going to be difficult. And you have to deal with that the week after when we're allowed unlimited subs and, you know, and things like that. So, um and obviously, we need a good win because we've got Paul the following week who are currently, well, not top. They are top of our, no, they're not top of our league now because they had a shock loss at the weekend. But um, so, yeah, it's, uh, but we're shaping good. Obviously, players like Maddie Elliott, Hannah Gulliver are in form, which is, which is the key thing. They've got a few goals. Um, I saw a graphic come out from the FA Cup themselves that was saying women's top scorers over the first two rounds. And I'm pretty sure they're missing Hannah Gulliver's name off there because I'm sure she's got a few in the first couple of games. And I know Maddie Elliott did as well. So I think their graphics wrong, bloody FA. Um, but, the, um, but yeah, so it's, um, yeah, you know, it, Wembley will not be, but it's, um, it, you know, the aim is it's worth a lot of money to the club. The players know it's worth a lot of money to the club. 
there's a few requests that I've made as a manager about what I want for the team um, that kind of lies on us winning on Sunday. Um, so yeah, it's, um, but I think, I think we're ready. Um, I've got selection headaches that I want, you know, I've got players that are equally as good battling, but there's only a certain amount of positions. Um, you know, Rich has worked really hard with, with Millie because it's, um, it's only Millie that's playing this week in goal. He's worked really hard with her the last couple of weeks. So, um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I think, um, people who can get up to watch, I think it's going to be quite an attacking game from both sides. Excellent. Well, obviously, everyone at FRI wishes you the very best of luck in, in making more history, both for yourself and for the club. Um, and, and yeah, wish, if you are able to attend, we obviously encourage you to do so, um, especially as the other um, women's side in the region uh, that we like to highlight a lot. Obviously, Swindon Town women also in cup competition. Now, uh Geography has never been my strong point, but thankfully they uh, they make it easy for me when they tweet things like STFC women travel to Cornwall. Uh, it's Liscard Athletic away for the Swindon Town women uh, on Sunday. Uh, what did you know much about them and, and how much for a challenge that should be for, for Swindon Town women? Uh, yeah, we played it. They were in Bassett's League last year. Um, they've not had a particularly great start to their season. Um, so what? that's one tier below Swindon. Um, but it's traveling to Cornwall, isn't it? You know, players, you know, the thing is with those Cornwall teams, yeah, the, the, the thing is with those Cornwall teams as well is they don't tend to travel well. So when they're at home, their squads are typically a lot stronger. Um, I think we drew with them the last time I saw out. So, um, but yeah, it's, um, I, I would expect, I think I said it when it came out of the hat, um, I would expect to swing them win. Um, I don't think he'll change much. Um, I'd like to think he'll still go strong just because it's this good. But um, I think, um, yeah, I don't think he'll change much. He'll want to go down there. FA Cup's worth money. So um, he'll go down there and he'll hopefully um, um, get a result. And then hopefully we go through and avoid them in the next round as well. That'd be great. Um, presumably, um, this isn't a round where you know your next opponent then should you get through. No, because they only do that in the first couple of rounds, qualifying rounds. Because they regionalise um, it. Yeah, and it is still still technically regionalised. It's still southwest um, at the moment. Um, so the and then I think the next round is when the tier three sides come in. Um, so your Oxfords, your mm. can't think of off the top of my head, Southamptons and things like that. Um, I don't know if that's when they do the split where it's north and south. Um, then rather than southwest, southeast, south central, and things like that. So, um, but yeah, we don't know who we've got next. Um, I, I hope it's north and south because you know for a fact that if Abingdon get through and Swindon get through and we get through, you know for 100% we will be drawing Swindon or Abingdon in the next round, which is possibly my worst nightmare. <laughs> so, it's, um, but yeah, so it's, um, yeah, they'll, um, but they should win that comfortably. But FA Cup, isn't it? FA Cup is full of magic. So, isn't it just? Um, but yes, obviously, again, we wish uh, Swing Town women uh, all the luck in in progressing in the competition as well. Uh, it'd be great for for them to to go on a bit of a cup run. After all, the roadmap did promise cup runs, and if the men's team aren't going to do it, uh, the women's team may as well. Um, one other team to highlight, as, as we do every week, Highworth. They were set to be in 
FA uh, VAR's action. However, the weather has already put pay to that. Um, the pitch is waterlogged um, and therefore the match has been postponed and has been rescheduled for next weekend. So no action for Highworth this weekend. Woody, you're looking a bit bemused. Was that Highworth were at home, were they? Uh, yes. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I was going to say, because Shaftesbury pitch is um, uh, 3G. So. Yeah, no, Highworth are at home. I was going to say, a bit concerned if their pitches. Um, <laughs> the save on tyre stadium couldn't save the game, unfortunately. No, no, need to change those tyres. Warren needs to sort that out. Just great. Yeah. Come on, was it? Um, but that's uh, that's a look at all the uh, all the teams we we usually uh, look at uh, with regards to town women. We are looking forward to. I think it's in around about two weeks having a, an announcement finally on our on our officially sponsored uh, FRI athlete for the season uh, with relation to Swimming Town Women. Uh, that should all be sorted uh, and announced in due course uh, to add to the long list of sponsor agreements we have in place for this season. Um, that pretty much rounds up everything I had on the agenda. Is there anything any of you would like to throw out there before we conclude? Oh, Brendan and Massive, according to a graphic recently yeah. of most successful teams in their regional areas i was very excited to see it and it's official swindon rule the west country which is lovely to see something we already knew but it's nice to see that we all the oxford exeter yeovil um all them can just look at it talky fans and go swindon biggest club in the west country <laughs> yeah i still don't necessarily think it's quite accurate no, like Bristol because City. Instantly, never... instantly, I thought surely Plymouth must be a Plymouth never, yeah, never won a major trophy and never yeah. played top flight football. None of the others have played major, won major trophies, have they? I know Oxford nope. have because they've won the League Cup, but we're, we're yeah, Oxford, but they're not West Country. I'm going to say they're not in that line, are they? They're, no, they're they're they're, they're Thames Valley. They're Thames Valley and Bread, so we're going in that. So no, they're, they're <laughs> another, that's another um, area of the country. Uh, we're just on the cusp and we rule the West Country because no other West Country team has won any major trophies or played top flight football. So it's just Swindon. So we carry the rest of them on our shoulders as is shown on the league table because we're so massive and strong. We carry them all <laughs> and look at them at the moment because all of them, bar Torquay and Yeovil, are better than us. Okay. But um, we are massive. So, uh, so is we are massive the message to end on, or do either of you? Just no, I know. I, I see. Um, coincidentally, the youth team are playing Aldershot in the FA Cup. Oh, uh, what the team's been leaked already for November, has it, uh, Nick? The, well, I see the draw. Quick! Oh, you You'd have thought we'd had a discussion about that, wouldn't you? <laughs> nice. That's not been mentioned you. enough, Ray. That 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 game's not been mentioned enough, I don't think. <laughs> um, so, so sorry to, to get back on track. The youth team have drawn Aldershot, have they? Is that is yeah, that actual but, fact now? Yeah, Aldershot away. The actual the actual proper youth yeah, team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, what's the chances of both of us getting Aldershot in the FA Cup? They got yeah. a decent academy set up, haven't they? Aldershot, right? Eh? I don't know. And at least the youth team see the second round as well. Both of us then. 
<laughs> absolutely, Nick. Absolutely. Um, I, I've I've just got. I just want to put the feelers out to people's opinions. If anybody saw Mark White, Dawkins Wanderers manager interview, absolutely. Yeah. I just want to get what people's opinions on it. I just I thought it was he has oh, my heart as the greatest interview in the history of man. That I'm was just... wonderful. Is this the one where he stood on the side of the pitch and, and he turned around and said something along the lines of, they're all fucking shit, they're an yeah. embarrassment. Yeah. Loved it. Absolute class. Yeah. I want all managers doing that. I, I'd love I'd love them to go. That was fucking shit. <laughs> I'd love to see them to do I that. I want post-match interviews to be like an episode of FRI. Yeah. <laughs> Talk, talking about um, managers, did you see that clip? Of, was it the Gillingham standing manager? Um, the guy was going to take, tried to take a, a quick throw in, and he, oh, and he tripped him up. Got sent <laughs> off yeah, on the sidelines. Just back yeah. his leg out and made he fell yeah. over it. It's so brilliant. It, it was like, no, oh, I didn't sorry. See that. But oh, that's yeah. a top shit house. Really. It is. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was awfully glorious. Yes, glorious. Uh, if, you, if you have seen anything in the world of football in the last seven days that you think would entertain us that we might not have noticed. Uh, again, feel free to message the video oh, FRI the, on socials. I t I, another one was on. I don't know, no idea what game it was, but uh, the, the the wingers hammering down, <laughs> hammering down the wing, and the linesman, obviously one of the uh, opposing player, comes on the pitch and takes him out. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, funny enough, it's the same lines linesman that refereed the Swindon Vale game, apparently. No, um, <laughs> not. <laughs> but it is an equally bent thing to do is not give that stupid property. But yeah, no, I mean, Nick, we've obviously been on the same browsing the same web pages because I've seen that too, and that was very funny and bizarre that yeah. the linesman I, would do that. Maybe that something... should be banned for life, to be fair. Yeah, he won't, he won't do that again. In terms of something that amused me in the world of football this week, uh, I have to, and it, and it wouldn't be public knowledge because obviously it's it's set in private. But uh, <laughs> it amused me when I happened to drop into our WhatsApp chat as people were discussing the England game and and how slow and ponderous and and just as the comment about how slow England are to attack, <laughs> they went flying down the other end. I think Jude Bellingham it was just picked the ball up went fucking flying down the other end to set Rashford up and, well, I, and all I did having not been involved in the whole conversation during the game I said to be fair that counter was pretty rapid well, so <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't even watching the England game because I just thought I'd be dull and ponderous and I was um, doing other stuff but uh, yeah no, that was me completely caning Southgate before and during and Woody was putting me in my place during the game and I was, Speaking I was, I was, of caning, can I just say Harry Kane's goal in that game? He showed a little bit of pace as well. Out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, I know. That, that goal was wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think more than just a poker, isn't it? Yeah, you thought he was going to get taken out there, but yeah, fair play to him. That was it's obviously having better training in Germany. Final. So I saw that beer in the beer cellars. <laughs> Um, anyway, any any additional points people would like to make, or are we wrapping it up there? Oh, just tag us in. Tag us, tag us in. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. If you see clips, if you see funny clips yeah. at any any level, tag us in. We want to see them. We, we are going to soccer and the shit out of it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> because that seems to be the trend at the moment is to soccer the shit out, soccer AM the shit out of anything. Oh. Um, 
Right, let's call it quits there, gents. It's been an absolute pleasure. As we always say, ahead of away days, if you're travelling, particularly in the current weather conditions, be safe. And then once you've been safe, be loud, be proud, and cheer the guys on to another victory on what I'm sure will be slightly difficult conditions, uh, a tricky game, but a winnable game. And then if you're not travelling down to Cornwall for the weekend, please do go and cheer on Bassett uh, in the FA Cup game on Sunday. Uh, we've been FRI. We will be back to review all the weekend action on Monday. Until then, from all of us, good night. Take my hands. Take my whole life too. But I can't help falling in love with you. No wonder we don't get any awards. Fucking shite.